0: Welcome to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. This week, we will hear from Pastor Jason Haleen on A New Normal Will Require Choices. Now here is Pastor Jason.
1: So the song is really a subliminal message. <laughs> and what it was was trying to get Pastor Rick to give me a raise, but I guess he didn't get that because he thought it was wild thing. So, man, come on, Pastor Rick. Well, hey, welcome friends. And if you're online with us, welcome. Uh, I just want to say good morning. And um, before I get started though, I just want to honor a few people um, because I was taught to honor. And um, I would like to honor, the first set is Pastors Bill and Joy. Um, Thank you one for this opportunity, but you guys, um, they're leading us during this time of transition. And I have to say, they've been a blessing to my life. But I know they've been a blessing to this church. And they run 300 other churches, but yet they give it all here. But they need to know that you guys are praying for them. But they need encouragement just like they are encouraging you every single week. So when you see them, try to grab his neck and hug him. But I doubt you'll be able to (laughs) on Pastor Bill. But Pastor Joy, you can get a good hug, I promise you. But let them know when you see them, how much you appreciate them. The second set of people I'd like to honor is the official board. Uh, they have a heavy mantle upon their shoulders and, uh, this takes sacrifice. This takes probably some sleepless nights. This takes, um, time away from their family. And let me tell you guys something. They want the best for PCC, just like you want the best for PCC. But listen, here it is, they need to know that you are in this battle with them. Anytime you read of great things, it's in one accord, is when the Holy Spirit moved. One accord, and they need to know that we're here fighting the same fight, praying with them, saying, hey, we understand this mantle that you carry. The other thing is this, they need encouragement as well. So when you see them, Let them know how much you appreciate what they're doing because I guarantee you anyone out here would not be wanting to carry this mantle right now, all right? (laughs) If you want to, maybe talk to them. They may give you their spot, all right? (laughs) So today we are going to conclude our series, A New Normal. And if you missed any weeks, uh, you can go to our YouTube page and catch up on any of those. Um, But we're going to look at what a new normal or how a new normal requires us to make wise and godly choices. If you want, you can go to Joshua 24 because that's where we're going to park today. But let me kind of put a disclaimer out there for you guys. This is the, the gospel is such a beautiful thing. Because what it will do, it will convict you, and you need to rest in that. And that is okay if it convicts you, okay? That's a good thing. If it's not, you need to wonder why. The gospel needs to convict you, but here's the great thing about it. There's a beauty on the other side is that the Holy Spirit will cover it in love and grace. So just if today you feel a little bit of... Embrace it, and then start praying to the Holy Spirit, all right? So... Let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought to yourself how many choices you make daily? So some experts say that we make 35,000 choices daily, 2,000 per hour and one every two seconds. Now I have to say that this job probably is in the great resignation because I don't know how they got that, but it seems like a boring job, right? I mean, you're sitting there going like, was that a thought? wait, was that a choice? Oh, wait, one, right? So if you have that job, sorry, that does not sound like a fun job to me. But some of these choices are mundane. They're inconsequential, but some of them are major life choices. And if we're all honest, I would say that, that a decent amount of our major life choices are emotionally and personal preferences. Yeah. Like, does it make me happy? How do I benefit from this? Oh, hey, is this this fair to me? Or is it what I want instead of what God wants? And what I've learned in my life, this is because usually major choices cause you to have to give up something. So for me, let me give you an example. When I got called to come to Portland Christian Center, this was a major life choice for my family. We had to sit there and say, and start weighing out, what do we have to give up to move to a different state? We had to give up our family that was five minutes from our house. We had to give up all our friends. We had to give up mentors. We had to give up a lot. So it was really hard to make wise, godly choices in this time. But what we had to do is we had to pause And we had to filter through our emotions. We had to filter through all our feelings so that we can make a wise godly choice. We prayed that God would give us the wisdom. We prayed that, that, that God would, would, would help us to be able to discern what he was hearing. We, we went to godly counsel and said, Hey, can you help us with this decision? We said, how is this going to honor God and, uh, and, 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 and lift him up? We had to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us through scripture as we're reading. We had to fast and then we had to pray vigorously and after we did all of that, we had to just stop and pause and wait upon the Lord. Amen. See, whatever way we filter choices, Understand that they all have consequences for our lives, but people around us as well. John Maxwell says this, life is a matter of choices and every choice you make makes you. So he's saying is that the choices that you have made up to this point in your life has brought you to where you are today. So life is about choices, but here's the kicker. Is your choices eternal or are they temporal? And that's what we're going to see today with the Israelites. It comes to a point that they have to make a fundamental choice. And the nation of Israel must choose wisely, but they also must choose eternal than temporal. So before we get into our main text in verses 14 through 20, I want to give you a quick synopsis um, of the verses that are leading up to this in one through 13. So Joshua is 110 years old and his life is coming to an end. And so he summons all the tribes of Israel, their leaders, the the judges, the officers, uh, the elders together at Shechem to give his last exhortation to renew the covenant between God and Israel. So Joshua would have recognized that history has become, or has come full circle because Shechem was a place with historical significance for Israel. But it was also the place where where he promised Abraham the land to his descendants. And in 13 verses, God would prophetically use Joshua to recount Israel's long history, and remind them that if God did not remain faithful, they would still be lost and hopeless. God was the one who brought them through Egypt. He was the one that freed them. It was his provisions through the wilderness. It was his faithfulness and power that allowed them to conquer the land, the promised land. And if it wasn't for the grace, mercy, and faithfulness of God sending his son to die on a cross, you and I would still be lost and hopeless. See, it's easy to forget our experiences of God's presence and provisions in the pain of the moment or in a new normal. So if you want more joy when you go, not you, Pastor Bill, when you go through a new normal, do you wanna make wise, godly choices when you go through a new normal or circumstances in life as an individual and as a church? I would suggest this choose to remember every day how blessed you are to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. But it goes a little further. Never forget who also needs Jesus Christ, and that's the world. Because guess what, my friends? You could be the one that's begging for money on the corner. You could be the drug addict that's sitting under the bridge. You could be that person that's walking around with no hope. Remember the great work that God has done in you and for you. Remember the privilege you get to come and worship and praise your God in freedom and keep anticipating the ultimate new normal and that is to be with the Lord. 16 years ago, I chose to get uh, clean from a life of addiction and I had to give my life to Christ in this moment. I didn't have to, I wanted to, sorry. But this meant a lot of hard choices that were ahead of me. So one of the choices was I had to move in with my parents, and another choice was that I had to quit hanging out with my friends that actually promoted this type of lifestyle. So some time had gone by, and I was uh, having some emotional problems with this. Okay, and I was really—I'm gonna <laughs> be honest—I was getting bored because all my friends at this point were like sixty. And I was not 60 at that point. Love you guys, you are my mentors. I love you, you're the saints of the church, but I was not 60 at this time, okay? I was in my 20s wanting to be out. And so, I, because I was bored, I decided I was gonna call my friends to go hang out. And it was about 11 p.m. at night and my parents, there were asleep. And I was about to walk out the front door and I hear a voice. And it was my mother. Now I didn't tell her anything. I didn't tell her where I was going or what I was doing, but this is what she said to me, son, you have a choice to make. I don't know where you are going, but what you need to choose tonight is to stay home and keep fighting for God or choose to walk out that door and be ready for the consequence. It is your choice. I'll never forget this moment how the Holy Spirit reminded me of the bigger picture to choose eternal rather than temporal. He reminded me how God took me from feeling hopeless to having hope. He took me from a place of addiction to freedom. He took me from a place separated from him to walking with him. See, he redeemed my bad choices, but I had to choose to make a wise, godly choice to experience the blessings in my new normal. Was it always easy? No, no, it was not. But this is what helped me through these hard times. I had to choose to commit my life wholeheartedly to God. And I had to constantly remember how he brought me from death to life. See, I never wanted to go back to those feelings of hopelessness. And even today, when I'm facing hard times, I go back to that moment when he was in the, with me in the darkest times of my life. And I say, Lord, I will choose to trust you again. See, when we choose to remember how faithful God has been over over to us over the years and what he has saved us from, it should create in us a desire to serve him in obedience with a deep love and commitment. Because why? Life is about choices, and they are eternal, not temporal. So as we pick up in verse 14, what we'll see is a shift from God reminding Israel of his faithfulness to Joshua now warning them what will happen if they don't choose to keep the covenant with god he's calling them to a place of decision verse 14 starts off with this now therefore fear the lord serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in egypt serve the lord and if it seems evil to you To to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you will dwell. dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Father God, I come to you right now, and I ask you, Father, that I will decrease so that you may increase. Father God, I ask right now, as we just read the great Holy Scripture That, Father God, your Holy Spirit will fall upon this place right now and it will speak to the deaf ears, Lord, and it will penetrate into the hearts, Father God, today because that's the power of the gospel. So, Lord, we thank you in your name. Amen. Amen. So, I want you to underline therefore in verse 14 because I don't want you to miss the importance of this one word. See, therefore is defined as for that reason or consequently. So, therefore is a reaction or response to what has happened, meaning Israel was facing a fundamental choice. See, they can choose to serve idols and go back to the culture and the path to bondage, and and instead of God's blessings, they would have to live with the consequences of being separated from God. Or they can choose to serve God who has been faithful, rescued them from bondage, split the Red Sea, help conquer the promised land, and serve him in fear, sincerity and in truth. See, because they had to make a wise godly choice because what they choose today would be their therefore tomorrow. Right. Right. Can you say confidently that you're serving God in fear, sincerity, and in truth today? If not, what choice do you need to make today to serve him wholeheartedly? See, the truth is, is that some of you will choose today to allow God to to move up first in your life and make him a top priority so that you will have a better tomorrow and then some of you will choose to leave walk out those doors turn off the live stream with the same priorities choosing the world idols and pushing the lord lower in your life see joshua was not just offering to decide between gods and god but he was offering a life of faith in god see Worshiping idols was a common problem for Israel and he didn't want them to turn their back on God and go to their idols. Joshua was making a plea. He was making a plea for them to choose and then commit their life with devotion and commitment to God because there were bigger implications for his family and Israel. So what does Joshua do? He puts his leadership, his influence, his legacy on the line and uh, publicly declared where he stood with the God of Israel. He put his faith into action and he leads by example, what it means to fear the Lord, to serve him in sincerity, truth, and wholeheartedly. See serving God is not just the roll of a dice or sitting in a pew. Choosing God is more than just saying it, it's a call to action. Our choices have consequences for our lives, but will also have a rippling effect on our family, our friends, PCC, and future generations. At times, you will need to choose to give up our comfort, our wants for the sake of others and God. At times, we'll have to choose to lay everything on the line for the mission that God has called us to do. See, Joshua's mission was to lead Israel into the promised land, fight and renew the covenant between God. Our mission is to bring the hope of Jesus Christ to our families, our friends, and this dark, hurting world. Church, we're not in a time of peace. We are in a time of war. Christians and churches cannot be divided and keep fighting over political beliefs and masks. We need to choose to come together and fight for our kids, our grandchildren, our families, our neighbors, our generations in this hurting world. The devil wants us to make selfish choices and be divided. He wants our attention on idols more than God. The devil wants us to choose to stay home and not put ourselves around other believers. The devil wants for us to hold on to the old ways so we can experience the new blessings in our new normal. He wants us to do nothing but sit in a pew because this allows him to keep stealing souls from the kingdom of God. He will use any method distraction possible to keep us living our life wholeheartedly towards God. And if the devil can get people to think the world is winning and we're losing, they will choose the world. Do you know that the biblical worldview for Gen Z is at 4%? What does this mean for the future generations that are coming? And as a leader, one of my jobs is to lead you to where you would not normally go, but it's also to love you enough to tell you the truth. So why is their worldview 4%? Look at this Barna study. It says the percentage of people with a biblical worldview declines in each generation. So why do you tell me this? What does this mean? This means that generation after generation has failed to disciple and model what it looks like to serve God wholeheartedly. But looking at this graph can make it easy to blame others. But that is the past, and that's where we're gonna leave it, in the past. Because it's time for a new normal. We are responsible for the discipleship and the upbringing of the next generation. And we must not pass the blame and choose today to take responsibility and choose today that the new normal comes down to us. Choose today that we are to disciple our kids, why? Because God has given us the authority and the responsibility to shepherd their hearts and point them to Christ. He has given, he needs to see generations. The generations need to see the parents, the grandparents value coming to church. We can't wake up on a Sunday and say, what do you want to do today? No, we wake up on a Sunday saying, we're going to church today. Generations need to see that we value the word of God. They need to see us praise praising God as individuals and as a church. Our Wednesday night youth, our Wednesday night prayer gathering, our youth, our kids, should be a high priority in our lives. See, they need to see God in you. They need to see you getting in the word of God. They need to see you on your knees, praying to God, fighting for them. They need to see that we value serving in our church. They need to see the loyalty in our church. They need to see what a powerful body of Christ can do. It can break their mental illness. It can break their anxiety. That's the power that we have here, friends, is when we come in one accord, we can move mountains. They need to see that we worship God with all our hearts and all our life. And this is where you might get a little ruffled with me. Sports and hobbies cannot be a higher priority than God. That's true. Yeah. Now I'm not saying they're bad. As long as you keep God, the higher priority, right. yeah. there's a pastor named Bodhi Bakum, he says this, if I teach my son to keep his eye on the ball, but fail to teach his, teach him to keep his eyes on Christ, I have failed as a father. If we choose to stay with the same trend that this graph shows us, the reality is this, my friends, we are 4% of losing a generation. Right. It's time to stop playing church right. and commit to serving the Lord wholeheartedly. Yes. Because if you turn over two pages to Judges and you read how the elders who outlived Joshua died soon after Israel would repeat their cycle of worshiping pagan idols. They would forget about God and a generation was lost. Friends, our choices have consequences. In verse 14 through 15, Joshua gives the Israelites the option of serving God or other gods. And in 16 through 20, he would teach the people of Israel, a crucial lesson under his leadership. So I want us to look at, uh, verses 16, the end of 18 and 19 through 20. So it says verse 16, so. The people answered and said, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. End of 18. We will also serve the Lord for he is our God. But listen to what Joshua says. You cannot serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. And if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. So Joshua is making it very clear that their decision could not be half-hearted. He called them to action. He called them to obedience and he called them to commitment. He called them to be a nation set apart and if they choose God then choose him alone but if they choose the other gods then choose them alone but it won't be both. The same is true for us. God wants all of us, not the fake you, not the half hearted you, but all of you, my friends, God will give you a hundred percent every time, but he will never be second in your life. See Joshua called Israel to a decision. And today I'm going to call you to a decision. Earlier, I asked if you were serving God in fear, sincerity, and in truth today. And if not, what choice do you need to make to serve him wholeheartedly? But for you to be able to make a choice, you must have options. So I have three options for you. Option number one, choose for yourself this day, whom you will serve because not making a choice is still choosing. Some of you might be new to church and trying to figure this thing out. Some of you are just saying, I don't know, know whom I will serve, but then there's some that have grown cold and they become half-hearted. And then there's some that are holding on to the good old days and that's preventing you from experience for what God has for you in that new normal. And today you could choose to surrender your life or renew a covenant with God. But let me tell you something, we will all serve someone or something. Money, sports, idols, work, the Lord or the enemy, but it will never be both. Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money friends. Let me tell you something. If you're struggling with this, surrendering God to God was the best decision I have ever made in my life. Choose this day. No matter what choices you have made in life, the grace of God can redeem them. And you have a place to belong in God's story. Choose this day whom you will serve. Number two, choose this day to let go of your idols. Joshua challenged the Israelites to put away the gods among them. What gods do you need to get rid of in your life? What are you prioritizing? and putting before your relationship with God, hobbies, sports, TV, phones, work, money, possessions, relationships. And this were my hurt political parties. So some of you might be thinking, well, how do I know when something's become an idol in my life? Well, let me ask you this. If God was to take it away from you today, would you still be okay? Who do you fear more, losing God or the idol? What do you spend most of your time on learning and devoting yourself to? Do you find more happiness in worshiping God or what you're holding on to? Where's the first place you go for comfort, God or your idol? Friends, when we love and serve Jesus wholeheartedly, We will want to be separated from the world and the things of this world and be devoted to him wholeheartedly. Choose this day whom you will serve. Number three, your choices have consequences. So choose wise, godly choices. We will always face new normal and challenges in life as individuals and as a church, but there will always be opportunities to make a wise, godly choice along the way. But the only thing standing between a bad choice and a wise godly choice is you. Pastor Christel is going to sing a song and it's called I surrender all. And I don't want you to just sing this song because you like it. I don't want you to just sing this song because it's your favorite song. I don't even want you to sing this song. If you feel like you just have to, I don't want this about emotions, but I want you to be able to say today, December 5th, I chose, I chose to surrender all. I chose to surrender everything for true transformation. I want you to sit here and make this song your prayer. Lord, what am I holding on to? Is it my life? Is it me? Do I need to surrender my life today? Lord, what idol is in my life that I need to surrender today? I don't know. I don't know what you need to surrender today. All I can do is give you the choices. And so what we're gonna do in this moment is allow you to just get alone with the God of Israel and ask, what do I need to surrender? And you know what, friends? I bet you the Holy Spirit has already convicted you. Now it's just saying, am I ready? As she's singing, if it's you need to just come to the altar and get down on your knees, hey, great. If it's you needing to to kneel down at your pew, hey, great. Whatever makes you comfortable, To get to this point of saying, I need to surrender. What I do know is this, my friends, is that one day we will stand before God and be held accountable for all our choices. And what happens next when you walk out those doors or turn off the live stream starts with one wise godly choice that nobody can choose for you and it is this choose this day whom you will serve but for me and my house we will serve the lord friends you will never go wrong choosing to serve the lord wholeheartedly pastor chris dale
0: all to thee my blessed savior i surrender all we give it all to him sing one more time and all to thee my
1: Thank you for listening to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or learn more about us, visit our website at pcctoday.com or join us for our live streams at the 9 or 11 a.m. at live.pcctoday.com.